Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to the podcast. Just wanted to let you know that one of the best tournaments we've run thus far is premiering on the JM Warehouse YouTube channel. One inning league roulette. Quick games, lots of action. One team doesn't make the postseason. One team doesn't get drafted. Hearts get broken. Heroes get made. Make sure you tune in and join us in the live chat. JM Warehouse YouTube channel. Games premiere at 6 o'clock. Thanks. Hello and welcome to Wake and Jake. Myself, BBD on the ones and twos. What turned into a big sports weekend. Big old Kyrie trade demanded and it happened uh, often in sports. I think the last time we talked, whether it was here or the office, I think we all we laughed it off. We were like, they're not going to trade him. They're winning games. It's not games. time. And he has to play if he wants to get another contract. He goes, he gets traded to Dallas. We're going to talk about that in a little bit. Brady retired. We kind of did that. I think it's going to be fun in the scope of uh, the quarterback carousel because um, we kind of mentally already came to grips with Brady retiring a little bit. Those were the biggest sports stories, but as we head into baseball season, it's February 6th, and ESPN had a big, bold 2023 predictions for MLB's top prospects, which, hey, that's a little clicky, but guess what? Sometimes Poppy likes to be a little clicky. Um, And I want to see what they were saying about MLB's top prospects for this season. They start out with not the craziest one. Uh, And it's from our guy Buster Olney, a friend. Friend of the program. Uh, And he is Gunnar Henderson, Orioles' third baseman, uh, winning the Rookie of the Year. And, okay, so when you say bold predictions, uh, our guy Joe's was in here a minute ago talking about how, you know, bold predictions need to be bold. Um, Hey, I'm interested to see where Henderson plays. Right now, Fangraphs has him listed at shortstop. He came up as a shortstop. Um, I believe he was mostly at third during his taste last year, right? He came up, and like you said, he's the consensus number one prospect, which that's, you know, that's usually a pretty big deal. And it's because he was a high prospect. He crushed through all the minor leagues. Basically, nothing got in his way. His low marks are 65 games at A-ball. He had a 775 OPS. Uh, That was in 21. Last year, double-A, one-dotted. Triple-A, 894. And then he came up to the bigs. He had a 788 OPS, which a reminder, offense was down last year. Those are... For a rookie, it's a small sample. It's 34 games. Um, he turns 22 uh, in June. And I, I think the funnier thing here for me is uh, a 123 OPS plus last year. He's going to play when you're betting rookie of the year stuff, which, you know, he is kind of your leader in the clubhouse. Um, of course, I'm on NL rookie of the year right now. Um, AL rookie there, he's plus 350. So I don't know. Uh, who was, last year there was a consensus consensus rookie of the year that ended up being an, a bad pick. Like they didn't play. Oh. Or am I going back to like Gavin Lux? What am I thinking of? And there's some years where it's like the, it just doesn't happen. Like, the, like anybody, any prospect that comes up, it can, they need to adjust. Oh, Torkelson. Tork, I mean, Torkelson was a massive one. Mm-hmm. Um, he ended up not being the dude. Uh, I think there's another guy. It, it's just so funny because, A, Julio Rodriguez, 
jumps onto the scene last year. He was incredible. Adley Rushman, we had to wait for a little bit. Once he went, he went. Michael Harris Deuce came out of nowhere. <laughs> Kelnick, someone just sent in the chat. Rookies in baseball, it's part of what makes it so unique. You know, most guys come to the NBA and you have a concept of what they're going to be. Paolo Bancaro was only going to be so bad, even though I'm not the biggest fan. People love him. Um, baseball, we don't know. Buster Olney, though, you know, his version of bold might be different than my version of bold. Uh, I don't even think that really can be labeled a bold take. Uh, what's the quote? Yeah, he's going to be a problem. He was the 42nd pick in 2019. Damn. Uh, okay. Let's see where the Orioles are at. Uh, if you guys don't know, not super high on the Orioles this year. TPP is coming out soon. They followed that up with Corbin Carroll will lead the National League in stolen bases and triples. He's the fastest guy in the league. I don't know if this is bold. He'll do it for an... Whoa. Okay, so my guy David Schoenfield here was going for a little bit end of a click. He said he's going to do it for an Arizona Diamondbacks team that wins a wild card. Nah, you're talking to the biggest snakes guy in the world, and I don't know about that. Uh, hey, here's what I'll tell you. If you don't know who Corbin Carroll is, get into him. He's different fast, a fast you don't see on a baseball field a lot, meets a baseball player. Because sometimes we have guys who run, and you're like, oh, imagine if Usain Bolt played baseball. This guy knows the angles. He's 22. He's as fast as they come. He got a cup of coffee last year, and he had an 830 OPS. Take that, Gunnar Henderson. 32 games. Man, give me more of the kids getting a call at the end of the year because I think that sets you up so much more. How about this? I think Henderson and Carroll are both lined up with about plus 350 odds, which you can go check out at the DraftKings Sportsbook, and it's the Super Bowl. So go bet on all of these, and baseball, and the Super Bowl, and Gatorade color, and the coin flip, and anything you want. I think I'm on KC, and right now, bet $5, you get 200 in bonus bets. I mean, the Super Bowl. <laughs> if you've been waiting for a moment to get into the sports gambling game, do it with the DraftKings Sportsbook app, and download it now with code BAKERS. New customers can get $5 on Super Bowl 57 and 200 in bonus bets instantly. Put it on Corbin Carroll to win Rookie of the Year. Only a DraftKings Sportsbook with code Bakers. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Uh, if I had to pick between Henderson and Carroll, I'm going Carroll. That's just me. Um, I think he was a little better last year. I think he can rack up some stats. I think he's kind of a freak, man. Um, listed 5'10", 165, and that might scare some people away. Um I don't know. I almost get, like, lefty Mookie vibes with more speed from him. That's a, such an unfair <laughs> comparison. Mookie's been, like, a top-five player for the past, coming up on a decade now. So mm. I take that back. Be Corbin Carroll. I guess they're both, like, gonna play. So that that isn't they're a tiebreaker here, I don't think. That's what I, I think the past couple years, Rookie of the Years, it was when were they going to play or if they were going to play, and Torkelson was just bad. But... Um, I don't know if you can really get bold with those guys because they're the one one each way, ALNL. So for they me, both, they both get there. The bold take isn't there. This is where things get fun. You got to do New York if you're doing one of these articles, right? And they have Volpe will be the starting Yankee shortstop in the second half. 
Is that bold? Maybe. June Lee, our guy, friend of the office, he had he wrote this excerpt. Joe's, who I mentioned this before earlier, he said, wouldn't it be bold if Volpe wins it out of camp? That would be bold as shit. We haven't seen that out of the Yankees. We didn't see them call up their top shortstop prospect until they had to, had to last year. Volpe is an un- on a different scale. Everyone we talk to inside the Yankees, outside the Yankees, they treat and talk about him differently. The only thing that's scary, the Yankees still have IKF, Peraza, and Oswaldo Cabrera, if you want to put him in the mix. We've heard that Volpe, scouting-wise, looks more like a second baseman. I think it's arm strength, and we just went through Glaber Torres, and that's his thing. Like, go look at the throwing numbers. I know Glaber can turn it on and off, but the timing of second base at the MLB level fits him so much better than shortstop. I know there were articles that last year, like Volpe has tried to address this at least. Um, sure. Is it? He has a chance to stick it short, but especially if Peraz is also part of the long-term plans, Volpe's the one that's going to move elsewhere. And Volpe's 21. So, like, it's, you know, it he can work on that. Your, your arm strength, that's something you can work on fairly easily. I know I have blitzball battle, one-inning league, Games out tonight, double-decker. Watch that. You know, it's a weird part of the sports calendar. Go watch that. Um, I don't know. I don't almost... I guess the shortstop part of that is bold from everything I've heard. Um, I think Volpe's going to be up and on the team. Like, he kind of has to be. Everyone's been talking about it. More than Peraza. I don't know. I do think the Yankees have a little bit of Yankees business plan in their head, and they kind of want Volpe as a shortstop. Um, I don't know how much of the organization is run like that. Uh, You hope not as a fan, but kid from New Jersey playing shortstop. People concerns about him playing shortstop. Uh, There's some Jeter stuff there. He's supposedly as an adult as a kid can get. Francisco Alvarez across the way. In Flushings, if you're Trevor Plouffe. Uh, he'll take over the catcher duties for the Mets at some point this year. I don't know. I don't know if that's hot. Jesse Rogers said in June. They did bring in Omar Navarez, who's kind of underrated in the catching world. But they want to use this kid. Like, they called him up in case of emergency last season, uh, and he supposedly can hit, and they got rid of McCann. So, uh We'll see if Narvaez and Nito can hold him off and what he looks like defensively, but uh, that kid's going to be in the mix. I thought this one was fun. Uh, Deep cut baseball. Ellie De La Cruz for your Cincinnati Reds. Now, this is a real one. Tristan Cockcroft. Come on. um, Been getting fantasy updates from that guy for feels like two decades. He said he'll be this year's Michael Harris deuce. That's a bold take because Michael Harris twos do not happen a lot at all. Um, his numbers last year, an 853 OPS, 297, um, 19 homers, 20 steals. He was almost 20 20, 114 games played. So he ends up, you know, playing a chunk of a season. Man, if you're a Reds fan, You'd kill for this because your shortstop position has been so lost for a while. This kid just turned 21. 
I mean, it's not like there should be a ton of reds blocking this kid that if he makes a couple of the right moves, you'd love to see it happen. And, man, I don't know. I know Cincinnati's become a football town. That that baseball franchise has been looking for something to lock into ever since. Basically, you know, they locked up Votto, and then that contract went a little south. They had the Bauer year where it looked like they might have a chance, and, and then they didn't. Uh, hey, Ellie De, De La Cruz, 224 minor league games in 886 OPS, including last year, high A and double A. He had a 945 OPS, 28 homers, 47 steals. Okay. So maybe you need to buy a little Ellie De La Cruz stock. I might have just have. Okay. Consider That's why in. we're doing this. Is he going to be Michael Harris too? Doubt it. I haven't seen really anybody do that in recent years. But um, happy that Reds fans even have the hope for that. Okay, see, like, that's a guy that I've heard of, but I hadn't looked at his minor league stats. That's real. That's real. So this other guy, he's another reason I really wanted to do this um, segment because I keep hearing his name. I heard David Cohn mention him during Towing the Slab. I heard somewhere else mention him. He's 19 years old, and the bold prediction is he will be the Phillies' number three starter in September. Andrew Painter. Great baseball pitcher name, by the way. Drew Painter? Andy Painter? Not as great. Drew Painter. Uh, He was the 13th overall pick in 2021. So we're talking recent people. All he's done is dominate the minor leagues. Uh, he was the pitcher of the year by Baseball America and MLB Pipeline. A one five six ERA, 155 punches in 103 innings. Four-pitch repertoire, a la Aaron Nola. I don't know, man. I... I guess I'd heard his name a couple times, and I thought it was just because he's sexy, 19, crushed it, 6'7", he's got a lot of what you like. When I heard Coney mention him, you know, do I think David Cohn was analyzing his minor league tape? No, but I think David Cohn talks to people throughout baseball, and I think people told him this kid's next. And, man, when we do our Phillies TPP, which we haven't yet because I think they're going to be up there, I think he's someone you got to talk about, which Aaron Nola, Zach Wheeler, Ranger Suarez, Taiwan Walker. We even mentioned Bailey Falter the other day as kind of a depth concern. Andrew Painter, we know what the Phillies are about. They went out, got all these superstars. They got my guy Dombrowski. Almost pulled a full 180 on him. And Chris Painter, man, Andrew Painter, he's going to be a non-roster invite at camp. He's 19 years old. My God, that's so young. Uh, 4'10", he turns 20. So, I don't know, man. We we know the Phillies are in this go-for-it window. They're currently a team that operates differently. Him being their three-starter, so he would have to jump Suarez at least uh, by the time September comes around. I don't know. I'm, I'm not in on it. I feel like, when's the last time we saw, like, a true a pitching phenom? Is that a dumb mm. question? 
Like yeah, got, that's like getting chatter who before was the even last, debuting. Like, Nineteen twenty year old pitcher that came up and like set the world on fire. <sighs> I guess chat. It was like, yeah, chat. Let us know. Chat if you guys know. Um, I don't know. Like just a Urias kind of. I was about like he's the only one that came to mind. I was confirming how old he was when he came up, and he was nineteen. Don't remember how much chatter there was ahead of time, but I mean there was some. Uh, either way, that's 2016. Yeah, like you know we're we're getting if that's the last one. I saw you Jose Fernandez in the chat again. I I forget the hype, um, but he he got called up really young. He got called up at 19 or 20 at 20. So okay, mm. I mean, you know Jose Fernandez, Arias. Those guys were three years apart. I saw someone just mention Strider in the chat. I mean, all Braves are, like, illegal at this point. Like yeah. Michael Harris came out of nowhere. Strider was kind of known, but also not at all. If you're, if you're doing Jose Fernandez, I mean, that he came up at 20. And that was still 2013, so Urias is more recent than that. Right. So, I don't know. I, I guess pitchers, I think they need a little, uh, little more fine wine. To go into it, but the hype and talk around this kid is is starting to really get going. Um, like, yeah, I see a King Felix in the chat. I don't know. Um, I don't know. I guess if you're also six seven and gross with a four pitch mix, they can only keep you down for so long. Especially the part I like about this: if you're the Phillies and you're doing well, you want to add this kid to the mix. If you're the Phillies and you're doing bad. You want to add this kid to the mix, like if he's doing it. So in a way, he's got the pipeline. He's got an organization that wants to go. Um, <laughs> is is Otani cheating? He was young when he yeah. debuted. I mean, I think it's the, there's some other reasons why he was so exciting. But. Otani's always cheating. That's yeah. the, that's the thing. Um, there's a couple other pitchers that are mentioned. Kyle Harrison will be the Giants' number two starter by August. Not in my book currently. Um, and that's where prospects get nuts, man. Um, I have no idea. I have no idea if we're going to, like, will Kyle Harrison get the call this year? I don't know. 21-year-old lefty. But that's bold, right? 21st prospect in baseball. You know, also the thing that's crazy with pitching prospects. I mean, you're one injury away from not being seen in, like, two years. Hmm. And I'm not even talking necessarily serious injuries. Like, if you just get banged up, and then your performance isn't great, then you're next yeah. in line for and next any year. any injury. Um, so Let hey, alone the ones that, like, we actually won't see you. I guess if this part of the segment is turned into buy some stock to tell your friends about, Kyle Harrison, lefty for the Giants. He's got a chance. Tanner Bibby, B-I-B-E-E. Bibby? Bibby? Like Mike Bibby? Um, this, I guess this isn't bull take. They So he'll be Cleveland, Cleveland Pitching Factory's latest success story. Sure. Um... The last position players mentioned on here, Jordan Walker, top prospect for the Cardinals. He's one of the reasons we've heard so much about their outfield depth. 
I wonder if they make one more transaction right before spring training or going into the early parts of spring training with their outfield. That might be a big thing for him. Also, I mean, the Cardinals, I don't know. They're they're their own factory. I feel It feels like if he earns it, he'll find a way. If he doesn't, we have other guys. We're the Cardinals. Um, and their bold prediction was he'll be on the big league roster. Okay. Um, <laughs> the last two I want to wrap up with, it's a team that's kind of been in my head. I think you can tell when we talk about it on Talking Baseball, you know, it's arguably been the second strongest franchise in baseball the past seven years. The Dodgers, their offseason's weirded me out. I know we keep saying, like, oh, they're saving for Otani. Okay. People think they're dipping under, but they lost, just think that. But they also didn't, and they lost Trey Turner. The year before that, they lost Scherzer. Uh, they lost Tyler Anderson, Heaney. They, you know, we believe in their pitching depth and all that. They lost Bellinger. They lost Justin Turner. The Dodgers look a lot different. And this has two of the guys that people have been talking about. Miguel Vargas will win, will win Rookie of the Year. That's from Eric Carabell. Also been getting fantasy advice from him for two decades. Um, he thinks he'll be their starting second baseman although he's played mostly third base while coming up. He's project, Carabell says, how about a little 15-15 rookie season for him? I don't know. Diego Cartaya, Cartaya, he's a catcher. They say he'll be their next Will Smith or better. Um, Will is, one longtime scout told Alden Gonzalez, Will is an all-star. Cartaya has a chance to be a cornerstone. So I don't know, man. And whenever I come back to the Dodgers and how, you know, sneaky kind of quiet their offseason is, they brought in J.D. Martinez. So, you know, you do like a Will or um, Justin Turner out, J.D. Martinez in. I think at this point they're kind of looking for the same stuff. Um, you know, Miguel Vargas is slotted in. They made the Miggy Rowe trade that's kind of depth slash rotating in, and they extended Miggy Rowe. Did you see that? Yeah. Uh, through through next year. So, uh, love that for our guy, Miggy Rowe. But uh, just knowing the Dodgers, they're pitching. They can do whatever the hell they want, and we're going to buy into it, and they've deserved that, right? The hitting, I'm really interested to see. Trace Thompson listed as their starting center fielder. Chris Taylor still around. Um Thompson was crazy last year. Yeah, he went nuts for them for a little bit, so I kind of love them giving him the opportunity, but um, I don't know. They definitely believe in some of their kids more than we've been talking about at the national level, and I'm interested to see what that translates to. Uh, and Cartaya, who's 21, catching prospect. Um, and then I guess the other one, Miguel Vargas, and maybe that's the guy. Um you know, I'm not sure where his betting odd lines land, but I don't know, a rookie who balls out for the Dodgers? A team that, you know, is, if he can do it for them, uh, he'll be in the spotlight. So I can buy it. Of the bold takes, what do we like? We liked learning everyone's name. Baseball, get you prepped. Um, I don't know. I was talking myself out of Andrew Painter. Now I'm trying to talk myself in. Like a Philly sensation, Trey Turner, Harper. If they're losing, tap into the kid. If you're winning, tap into the kid. 
Ellie De La Cruz felt like a high standard. Um, and Kyle Harrison, for whatever reason, didn't know him. Now we kind of do, but I'm not into it for this year. Tanner Bibby. What was that about? So, you tell us your rookie prospect. Bold prediction. Bold prediction. Uh, and hey, I guess leave a comment on the YouTube video, and if it comes true, you'll get to Peacock in like seven months. So, really happy for you guys on that. Volpe be the truth. Um, all right, let's do the rest of the sports because they're probably your headlines everywhere else, but not here. We had to check that box first. Um, let's do Kyrie first because uh, I mentioned it before. Kyrie gets traded. He demands a trade uh, because it seems like their extension talks fell apart. You probably understand why. <laughs> oh, my God. Has, hasn't given much reason to the Nets to invest even more long-term towards him. So It's a tough investment. Uh, that's, that's why I, the last time I was talking, whether I forget it was here or somewhere else, um, man, it just seemed like they weren't going to trade Kyrie. Like, you know, he's if he he's sits out, play out, he wants an extension. If he sits out the rest of this year, no one's going to give an extension. And he'd been, like, carrying the Nets recently. Um, you know, when, when that crew had been working, it was like, maybe this is... It's going to happen. Maybe this is where they were trying to get to. Um, he demands a trade. Everyone starts speculating where could it work. LeBron and the Lakers, obviously everyone thought about that one, reconnecting them. The Lakers have been looking for their connect-the-dot piece. Supposedly, the other way. Supposedly it was in, in play. Um, there's they at some, least talked to him, had offers in hand. There's some rumors that uh, Brooklyn didn't do that because that's what Kyrie would have wanted. I don't know if they were that spiteful or if they weren't. Um, part of me loves if they were. I, I think Brooklyn still has goals to do. Um, some sort of big things this year, and they may do more as the deadline approaches. They got back Spencer Dinwiddie, hilarious, wanted out of Brooklyn. He's back. Uh, Dorian Finney-Smith, DFS. Put him in your DFS lineup. A first round and multiple second round picks. Um, Brooklyn, it's going to be interesting to see what their next step is. KD's been out. Are they going to try to turn their assets into more assets, or... Um, you know, some of my guys that are pretty nerdy about basketball are saying they have like a badass defensive lineup they can run out, and you have Kevin Durant. Mm. Is that enough of a formula? I don't know. I think the Celtics are really good this year. Um, I think they're. I think they're still looking into one big move. They have what it takes to do one. The Nets would. The Nets would love to do another flip to pair someone with KD. Um, because yeah, KD and an all defense team that doesn't. That doesn't feel like the NBA formula these days. Um, the fun side of this, so maybe Brooklyn's not done. There's been some LOL Brooklyn stuff in the office. The Kyrie Harden KD hasn't panned out as expected. It, as much as I enjoy that, on on the whole, I think fine move, especially given the they they're they rid really of Kyrie. if they really didn't want him on the Lakers as well, then you they got, get something for him. You got something out of Kyrie. Addition and by that's subtraction. It. And that's if they it. got anybody at Spencer Dinwiddie's like level as a player that wasn't named Spencer Dinwiddie, I think they get laughed sure. at a bit. But the Nets and Nets fans love Spencer Dinwiddie. And maybe it's a so. little it's a little rebirth there. So um 
it's going to be exciting to see where they're at at the trade deadline if they're involved in the in the next big move. Um, and I think they're going to do something else. Dallas. Kyrie Irving and Luka Doncic. Um, like you said, okay. So when Kyrie's been playing this year, it's been electric, right? Or as of recently, it's been electric. Um, Luka... You know, if you're having best player in the NBA conversations, if you're having guy you want with the ball in his hand at the end of the game, it's, you know, you can't have that discussion without Luka. Um, I think what's interesting here, everyone's saying it, but, you know, there's only one ball on the court. That's everyone's favorite NBA line when you're pairing up two uh, ball-hogging guys. I, I think what's what's interesting here for me and we've seen Jalen Brunson on our Knicks recently lighting it up, which, hey, I, I have to admit, I, I wasn't the biggest fan of. I was like, you know, what? Not even at Brunson, more so at the Knicks. Like, even if Brunson was doing what he is doing now, where is that at the Knicks? That's a whole other conversation that I don't think we need to get to. But the point is Jalen Brunson, really good. Like, we're, you know, when all those tweets were coming out from NBA guys like John Morant, and they were mm-hmm. like, they don't, they don't know. Kind of didn't. Um, and Brunson's been balling out, so we're happy for him. Um, but Kyrie Irving, uh, I still think, is a step above Jalen Brunson. Um, on, the, on the short list of guys that clearly are ahead of Brunson. This is easily Luka's, strictly basketball, this is easily Luka's best teammate? Yeah, gotta be. So, that he's, like, ever had? I, I think so. I guess here's here's the thing. In this... Let's be honest, and, and there was a quote, and now I'm, I'm stealing this a little bit from Big Cat, who stole this from an article, but they were saying, like, the potential is, the ceiling is fire, but also, like, the floor is lava. Hmm. Like, like here's, here's the one half of my brain, and I, you know, this might sound obvious, this might not. Lucas should still have the ball in his hands a ton. An absolute ton. And he will. And he always has. But when he does pass, and Luka's one of the best passers in the league, Kyrie is one of those options, which he hasn't been previously. So in a way, that is something. There's a lot of times when Luka's not going to have the ball in his hands or if you need to rest him or take him off the court, run the whole thing through Kyrie. That's what he loves, right? So you've got that part of it. It's them playing together and at the end of games and making it work with the rest of the team, which obviously that's where the disaster energy kicks in uh, and everything off the court with Kyrie. Um, yeah, I mean, I, on the Mavericks end, I think it's a, a worthwhile gamble. This team wasn't poised to go on a big run before this. We can argue if they are now, but at least... They gave up a pick to try it out for half a year, figure out if they hate each other, if it doesn't work right. at all, and then you just make a decision in free agency. You can offer them the most. Uh, Kyrie has done this role where he's like the right. secondary playmaker with LeBron. It's like, like him with the LeBron, point guard. you like him with Luka? It wasn't, you know? too, it wasn't too different with Durant. He gets the ball in his hands a little more with Durant than with Luka or LeBron, but he's done this, so... It's worth seeing um, if, if you're willing to take a chance on the other 
Kyrie-ness of it all. Yeah, it's just, and and that's where you have to land because you have to land there. Is fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Between the Celtics, between the Nets, and everything else in between, you just have to assume this isn't going to work. Um, and what, whether that's basketball-wise, whether it starts with basketball and heads into kookiness off the court. And the other thing is, you know, in... In three months, in 12 months, are we going to talk about Luka wanting a change of scenery? Like, if this was the Mavs' last card they could play, bringing in Kyrie to try to pair him up with Luka, which, when you phrase it that way, doesn't that seem pretty dangerous? The two guys they've, like, tried to pair him with are Porzingis, who at the time of that trade, I think he's matured since then, but wasn't the most popular player in the league. And Kyrie, who, as unpopular as it gets, and even when he's been... Not a problem for other reasons. He, that guy hasn't stayed very healthy. No. So, and he's he's an undersized guard, which that's normally tough in the NBA. But he's been as the, good of kind of the best seen. at it when he does do it. So I don't know. You know, I I wonder uh, if you're a Mavs fan, you got to be scared right now. And let's hope for the NBA, for Mavs fans, for good basketball. If these guys can figure it out for a couple months, it'd be really fun to watch. I mean, Luca. Luka is kind of the biggest team on his back guy in the NBA right now. Um, and he got them to a conference finals? He has. Or, I don't I don't remember if that was a year ago, two years ago. But, but I mean, still. Yes. Uh, considering, considering the roster he was w- working with. If you can I have, to get through the regular <laughs> season, if he can play... Three fewer minutes a game in the regular God. season this year. Luca's so good, man. Um, in the playoffs, you can steal him two more minutes last of rest. Year. Last year with Brunson. Yeah. Um. So Brunson was being that for. That's him. where I, everyone has gone as far away from the talent side of it as possible because this kind of has to blow up. Dallas is playing kind of the two percent, hoping it lands on green on the roulette table, because um, it would be. Luca's best teammate. Um, and I mean last year's last year's Dallas Mavericks with twenty two year old uh Luca Doncic. Yeah, you're talking Luca, Dorian Finney Smith started eighty out of eighty. Mm-hmm. Brunson seventy nine games. Chris Stapps played thirty four. THJ played forty two. Dinwiddie, Bullock, Maxi Kleber, Dwight Powell, Frank, yeah. Frank Nidalakina. Remember how much we used to talk about him? Still in my heart. It's in there. Um, so, yeah. And, I mean, now they're running it. Christian Wood, who's also uh, <laughs> hmm. has a reputation of want having the ball. Should be in the conversation for Doncic's best teammate. <laughs> kind of, right? I mean, uh, he's putting up. I think he's a firm eight, three. But. 18 and eight this year. Um Hey, it's it's one of those things. If everything comes together and work, and maybe it's the spring training in me right now that I'm saying that about every baseball team. I mean, they could have they could have a top three. They, they get that right first round matchup. They can survive that pretty good, and and give give any of these teams a run. You never know. Kyrie has won a championship with LeBron. That's a, I guess that's the other thing that's coming out of me right now is there's a little bit of devil's advocate in me that's like hoping it kind of works. 
And, like, dude, I'll, I'll admit, like, I'm not a Kyrie dude at this point. Like, what a nightmare. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Tough to be. I mean, we got... Used to be one of the most fun guys to watch play offensive basketball. shit. We've got quitting on team. Like, it's as bad as it gets. And I don't know. I guess there's a little bit of a sicko in me that would be like, man, if this somehow works. Um, if he just wins. Luka and Kyrie look good together. Um, it's lining up to be a fun NBA, you know, trade deadline, lean up to the all-star break. Supposedly the Suns were really in and Chris Paul was on the table with picks and other guys. Um so interested to see uh, what other stars maybe get the itch. Because how successful was that for Kyrie? <laughs> that was like Aston. three days later. Asking you shall receive. Um, and, and I do like for the Nets that they just got it taken care of and they have time to try out another right. move. You right. know? And I wonder, yeah, that part's Dallas, all... will Dallas extend Kyrie? Will Luka like any of this? It's going to be... As there's one more football game left, and there's, you know, let's see, two months of NBA regular season, a trade deadline. I think the NBA train will pick up. And I, I was a little excited by this news. This got me more into it. Knicks on ESPN mm-hmm. uh, twice this past week. Mm-hmm. Not that that should be a big factor for me. I, yeah. It was, just, it, it was the Twitter conversation. They were, yeah. Kind of you both got, You games. got sucked into them. Sixers. Well, the Sixers-Knicks game became the full conversation because it got delayed by the fake Pro Bowl coverage <laughs> or whatever the NFL we're is not up to. from this? A lot of the office was actually juiced up. I was ripping on it pretty hard, so I don't know. However you enjoyed your NFL Pro Bowl weekend. Um, and then the Tom Brady news. I, uh, I mean, hey, GOAT retired on the beach. People are selling his sand. Um, I don't know. I it's all right. Let's be real for a second, because that's that's what I can do. Um, you know, in in my group chat, the joke joke has kind of been was this last season of like eight and ten bucks football worth ruining your life over. <laughs> um, I hey. There's some there's some deeper cut internet rumors about that whole situation. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I have I have nothing some, to do. Some there. good comedy. Um, I, I've mentioned this before. If you ever go back and you look at uh, Michael Jordan's basketball reference, um, what he was doing in his final years playing for the Wizards is un unbelievable. Like it's it's hard to fathom in hindsight. He was playing um, 37 minutes a game his final season. Um, I, don't, I don't know if anyone in the NBA is doing that right now. Uh, that's kind of go going to go down with Tom. Tom Brady set the NFL passing attempts record in his last year with kind of a bad team that couldn't run the ball. Hmm. That's pretty nuts, man. And it, it felt like... And, hey, I guess you can't say it's over. I mean, last year he kind of did this and he came yeah. back. We got the emotional one where we all said our goodbyes and then comes back a he, month later. He was a little bummed out that uh, a Shefty kind of stole his retirement announcement. Does that Did that tie into him coming back at all? It was People always so. rumored he'd end up with the Niners because he's from that area. That rarely happens. I think we make more of that, but the Niners are also stacked. 
Yeah. Like they were in the championship game with Brock Purdy, and now they're in a Purdy Lance Garoppolo. There's a position where that can happen. It's like a quarterback. And they're like so stacked. I mean, we've done this before with McCaffrey, Kittle, uh, Ayuk, Debo. Like it's it's kind of It's unreal. like you know Brady's going to make the right decisions if you put him in there. So, so but then Brock Purdy breaks out and they they I think they do believe in Trey Lance, so they're a fun conversation this offseason because they've now been a quarterback away a couple times. But uh, for Brady, I guess we're supposed to see him in the booth, right? Like he signed yeah, he that massive contract that was supposed to kick in when he retires. So I don't Is that know. Is going to be this year? Does he take a year away and then that starts? He just posted a picture in his underwear this morning. Okay. We're going to get a weird... Yeah, I forgot all about his I deal. mean, man, just think about where we landed, right? Like, you know... Brady, the whole health routine, and, you know, when you mentioned Brady, you'd instantly mention Giselle, and now that's, like, out. We're going to get a weird decade from Tom Brady. Um, and it starts today with him posting a picture in his underoos, um, which I was happy Ben and Woods, who have been friends of ours, uh, San Diego's sports talk radio, uh, which San Diego, massive baseball town. Right. Um See the picture, the before and after, their old fan fest and their new fan fest. Kind of cool. cool. Take care of your team, and it kind of works out. Cincinnati, Ellie De La Cruz. Um, they, yeah, I, uh, I think we're in, we're in for some weirdness on Brady. Interested to see his relationship with football the rest of the way. Interested to see his relationship with the world the rest of the way. Um, but, yeah, I guess he's supposed to be calling games, so I don't know. Doesn't seem like he'd like that at all. Like he's not that vibe, but he's doing it. He's Here's what to do I it. tell you: he's gonna make more money than anyone's ever made to do that. If DraftKings throws it out, Code Bakers, I'd put a ten on him playing another football game. I don't know. What if the Niners come back next year? It's Purdy and Trey Lance. And one of them gets hurt early on. I mean that first that first Tony Romo in the booth year that oh, was like electric. an open secret that he's staying in shape just in case Dak <laughs> gets hurt. He is the Cowboys backup quarterback. Imagine being Dak during that. Like Romo's just as long as waiting. I'm healthy. <laughs> um Hey, Tom Brady, go. Congrats. Go buy his sand on eBay. Um for you guys, Bakers, we'll see you back. Wednesday, see what else the sports Super world Bowl. provides for us. Super Bowl, yeah. Bobby Chris Rose. Chris Rose day. I'm going to text Chris Rose right now. Thanks, everybody. Love.